Finding Order in Chaos, Day Twenty Four, The Extraordinarily Equipped. Yesterday's reflection focuses on how we have gradually become attached to some of our overpowering preferences or likes and dislikes. You may wonder, what are my preferences in my life? Let us offer an example. Some may have unique preferences for food and drinks, and the choices are restricted to limited items. When the circumstances allow us to choose or make decisions, this may not be a problem. However, what about when we are guests in someone's home? Or imagine we are one of the seventy-two disciples sent by Jesus on a mission. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter ten, verses one to twelve, Jesus's instructions to the seventy-two have mentioned twice how they should take care of their needs for food. Jesus said to them, "Whenever you enter a town, and its people welcome you." Eat what is set before you. How would a picky eater be able to fulfill the mission given by Lord Jesus with a peaceful heart? Or how may this person at least try to focus on the work at hand instead of on the food that he or she can't stand? Jesus also said, "Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals." And greet no one on the road. Under the circumstances, how could someone, for instance, who often craves a sense of security and comfort, or who is obsessed with cleanliness, accept Jesus's invitation to evangelize effectively and without worries? It would be impossible for Jesus to commission us, be it the greater works or even the small tasks. While trying to sidestep our every qualm, do we servants want to add to our master's troubles before we begin to serve him? The most difficult challenge is the first thing that Jesus said during the commissioning. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Oh no, Jesus! What kind of mission is this? Are you trying to scare off everyone? Given what you said, who would ever dare to be sent out by you to evangelize? Do you think that Jesus is unaware of our fear, or would he not anticipate our hesitation of following him after he states everything upfront explicitly? In truth, Jesus does not intend to hide anything from us. He wants us to understand the price of being his followers, that is, his disciples, all the dangers and persecutions that come with it, the worries and stress resulting from the lack of resources, all kinds of discomfort, inconvenience, and dislikes. Jesus wants us to fully understand and be mentally prepared before we make the right decision. Unlike the disciples who have been prepared by Jesus's teachings and formation, Mary, 
during her encounter with the angel Gabriel, does not have the benefit of mentally preparing herself, nor the clarity about the extent and gravity of her responsibilities, or how terrifying it could be, and yet. She has to make the decision right away. So, compared to Mary, how blessed are we! However, our Lord Jesus, the Son of God, does not merely send his disciples to complete seemingly impossible tasks. He walks ahead of them and shows them what to do by fulfilling every single one of his own teachings. Jesus. The Lord of all creation and the whole universe, the King of Kings, chooses to be born in a lowly manger. Isn't this the pinnacle of humility? When the scribe approached Jesus and asked, "Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go," and Jesus said to him, "Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nets, but the Son of Man." Has nowhere to lay his head. What does this tell us? Jesus demonstrates the spirit of a true Christian by being a role model himself, and teaching his disciples the right attitude and the preparation required for following him. As Christians, when we proclaim our desire to follow Christ, live in God. Live according to Christ's teachings and spirit, and to follow Christ's instructions of evangelization. We need to be clear about the identity to which we identify, and the responsibilities that we promise to fulfill. And more importantly, we must execute all these in earnest. Otherwise, we are only Christians in name. Therefore, if we want to live out our Christian identity, which implies our responsibility to evangelize, we need to recognize that learning the know-how and techniques of evangelization is only a small part of equipping ourselves. What is more important and fundamental is that we must equip ourselves with the right attitude and a strong will, as well. Strive to offer God all our likes and dislikes, especially those frivolous ones, and those preferences that prevent God from using us or sending us out. He will certainly accept these offerings. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter nineteen, verse twenty-one, Jesus said to the wealthy young man, "If you wish to be perfect, go." Sell your possessions, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Let us embrace Jesus's words to sell everything that we have been carrying in our baggage of personal preferences, and then follow Him.
can you imagine, and accept that you are one of the seventy-two disciples sent by Jesus, following Jesus's instructions to evangelize in every corner of the world? What would be your biggest concerns and hesitations as you accept this mission? Now, please ask the Holy Spirit to help you overcome your mental barriers, so that you may accept God's commissioning in ways He sees fit. My King and Father in heaven, I thought I was an average Christian who is imperfect, but still doing fine. However, I didn't realize that I had been confused about the true meaning of being a Christian. How ignorant am I? I understand that being a Christian is only part of my identity. The more important part. Is being your child, 
that is, a prince or princess. I can't believe how my ignorance has thwarted my living out these two important identities. How has this made you worried and broken your heart? I am truly thirsting to be close to your heart, so that I may know your will. Do not allow me to wander away from you again, my dearest father and king, Abba Father. Accept my limited, but genuine love for you. I love you forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.